So we're about to head down to Pine Ridge, Arkansas, where Lum and Abner reside. This show began in 1935 on the Mutual Radio Network, moved around a bit to NBC Blue in 1936, bounced over to CBS in 1937 to 1940, back to NBC Blue, later to become ABC, up to 1945. Then the new ABC network from 1945 to 47, and then back to CBS to 1953. They generally did four to five 15-minute shows a week, most of them airing between 6.45 and 8 p.m. So for a total of 22 years, the Lum and Abner show was on the air, centered around two small-town men who owned the Jotham Downs store. Lum and Abner were played by Chester Locke, he was Lum, and Norris Goff, who was Abner. Now in real life, they were boyhood friends. They were also multi-talented, playing many roles with names like Grandpappy Peabody, Snake Hogan, Cedric Weehunt, Dick Huddleston, Doc Miller, Squire Skimp, and a supporting cast which includes Zazu Pitts, Andy Devine, Cliff Arquette, and a few others. Wendell Niles, Gene Baker, and Roger Krupp were the announcers over the years. Sponsors included Quaker Oats, Ford Automobiles, Horlicks Malted Milk, as in this episode that you're about to hear, Alka-Seltzer, One-A-Day Vitamins, Miles Nervine Pain Reliever, and General Motors Company. These shows stand up very well today, 88 years after they were aired. The writing was extremely well done, as was the acting. As a tribute to Lum and Abner, in 1936, a small town in Arkansas called Waters, Arkansas, changed its name to Pine Ridge in honor of the radio program. In fact, today there is a Lum and Abner Jotham Down Country Store and Museum in Pine Ridge, Arkansas. So let's head on down to Pine Ridge for two shows edited back-to-back. First up was aired on uh, February 28, 1935, and the second show, it was aired on March 1, 1935. The first visit to Pine Ridge is entitled Abner Buys 10 Cases of Soap, and the second show is Squire Skimp Pays Abner Big Money for the Rights to That Soap. Hmm. This is Heirloom Radio. My name is John Lovering, and I do thank you for listening. Now come on down to Pine Ridge, Arkansas with me to the Jotham Down store with its two proprietors, Lum and Abner, who are ready to entertain us. to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner, brought to you by the makers of Horlick, the original malted milk. You hear a lot of stories about men who started business with a shoestring and fought their way up to the top. They make us mighty satisfied with the human race, 
But there is another kind of success story that stirs us even more. Somehow we are even more touched when we hear about a helpless little baby that started life with the odds against him and then grew into splendid health. One of those true stories is told in a letter that we just received from Mr. and Mrs. W.P.V., Chicago. Listen to this. Our baby was born only last June. I was a very unfortunate mother as I could not nurse my baby. But as soon as we brought him home from the hospital at 11 days of age, we began feeding him Horlick's malted milk. After his first month, you should have seen how well Horlick's was agreeing with him. He had not only gained plenty of weight, but his body was strong and solid. Now, at eight months and 15 days, he is such a healthy baby. A great many people praise him for his rosy complexion and his well-developed body. Both my husband and I are very proud. We want to congratulate Horlick's for our baby's health. Ladies and gentlemen, results like that with Horlick have been the experiences of mothers and fathers for nearly 50 years. Thousands have raised their babies on Horlicks, the original malted milk. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. Well, Abner is in the height of his glory now that he's been made president of the Jotham Down store. He has authority over Lum now, and he doesn't hesitate to show it at every opportunity. As we look in on Pine Ridge today, we find Abner and Cedric sitting out on the front porch of the store during a lull in activities. Listen. Oh, Mr. Cedric, like I've always said, the money that's made in the store business is made in the barn, not in the selling. In the barn? Yes, sir, in the barn. <laughs> I sure had the right square backwards, and I always thought a fellow run the store made his money when he sold something. No, no, that, that's where most fellas are mixed up on it, too. Well, it looks to me like the best thing for us to do then be just to lock up the store here and spend all our time buying up stuff. <laughs> well, of course, we've got to sell it after we buy it, else it uh, wouldn't be no time till we'd have a store stacked up so full of stuff it wouldn't have no room for nothing. Yes, but if you made the money out of buying it, you could just give the stuff away, looks like. I know folks would come and carry it off for nothing. Well, I don't believe you understand what I mean, Cedric. It's... Uh sort of hard to explain on account you don't know nothing about the mercantile business like I do. Well, no, I reckon not, but I still don't see how you make no money buying stuff. Looks to me like you're just spending money then. Well, now, uh, hey, well, it's now supposing that, uh, say they wanted 30 cents a piece for brooms and, uh... For brooms? Yeah, and I was to buy a whole dozen of them, and they cut the price down 25 cents. Why, I'd make a nickel on every broom. And a whole dozen would be uh, five two to ten and five one five. That'd be fifty cents I'd make right there on that dozen of brooms in the box. I do know. <laughs> if he's paying you fifty cents a dozen for buying them, I'd just buy all he had then. Well, now, uh, well, he don't pay me fifty cents, Cedric, till I sell a broom, see. Oh, you don't make the money out of them till you sell them, huh? Why, sure, you make the money when you... No, uh, no, I reckon you... Uh, well, if you don't make it till you sell it, it looks to me like you'd make the money when you sell it then. Hey, Dogie, now, wait a minute here. Now, there's something wrong there somewhere. I don't see how that works myself here, but uh, that's what Lum said. Said you made the money in the store business out of the buy instead of the selling. He ought to know. Well, I, I know we don't make nothing out of our crops over there at the place till we sell the stuff in the fall, regardless of what our season Well, there comes old Grandpappy Spear. Mm -hmm. uh, I reckon he's coming over here to argue about our prices. <laughs> that blamed old skin plant. Every time you price him something, why... He says he can buy it down at Dick Huddleston's for less. But he always winds up by taking it. You ought to give him something someday and see what he says. <laughs> well, he'd more than likely claim that Dick would have given him twice that much. 
He's a terrible hand to try to beat fellers down on these prices, all right. Yeah, it's just an argument every time he comes over here. I'm just a good mind to tell him just to go down to Dick's before he even opens his mouth. That blamed old tightwad. <laughs> yes, sir, I'd stump him, I bet you. Makes me so mad I can't hardly stand myself. Look at him. That blame. Why don't you just go on down to Dick Huddleston's and get it? Huh? What'd you say? I'd say, why don't you go down to Dick's store and get it if he's got our price beat so bad? Like your price would beat on what? I don't know. Whatever you come over here to buy. I never come over here to buy nothing. I just come over here to loaf a while. Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> Yeah, come up and sit down. Yeah, I did, Cedric. Hello, Mr. Grandpappy. Yeah, sit down, sit down, Grandpappy. Yeah, what you fellas doing sitting out here on the porch this way? No, there weren't nothing going on, so we just thought we'd sit out here and sort of soak up some of this sunshine. Yeah, it's nice out today. Yes, it is. It won't be long till planting time. I heard some geese going over, going north last night. I reckon the cold weather's about gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, them peach trees over at the place is budding out something wonderful. Fish ought to bite today, Grandpap, warm as Oh, my, yeah. Body'd have to get behind a tree to bait his hook yeah. around Yeah, <laughs> uh, who's that coming up yonder? Oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, stranger. Uh, team looks familiar. I saw that sorrel there on the far side there somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's the team from a liver barn in there at the county seat. Uh, that fella there in the buggy must be a drummer if he's got a derby hat on there. Yeah, he, he must have rented that rig from the liver stable. Well, if he'd drive clean out here to see me, he's just wasting his time. I'll tell him that. There ain't a thing we're needing. Well, them fellas have got to take him chances, you know. Can't ever tell until they get out here. No. Howdy, howdy. Get down, get down. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. How do you do, sir? Uh, Cedric, uh, hold the gentleman's team for him, man. Is the uh, proprietor of the store inside there? Well, I'm the president and the buyer, if that's who you're looking for, but I ain't inside. Uh, sir, you're the very man I'm looking for, then. My name is Hedges, representing the New Discovery Chemical Company. Yeah, I'm proud to make your acquaintance, Mr. Hedges. My name is Peabody. I'm representing a... No, I don't reckon I'm representing nothing. Well, sir, I'd like just a few minutes of your time, Mr. Peabody. I want to show you one of the greatest discoveries of the age in the way of a cleansing compound. Yeah. Soap to you. Yeah. There it is. There, Mr. Peabody, is what is known as the world's wonder soap. Something up until today that you've never heard of. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of soap. I, I don't look very clean right now, but I, I know what it is. There uh, is an article, yeah. Mr. Peabody, that'll be as common in every household in a few years as the old-style soap. Something you can't be without in your store well, here. Now, we've just got more soap now we'll ever get shut up. Mr. Yes, Dave. you have soap, yes, but you don't have the world's wonder soap. The soap that oh. wouldn't you wouldn't hesitate to use on the very finest of fabric. Cleanses anything. Silk, satins, cottons, removes any kind of stain. And still, gentlemen, it's so harmless that you need not hesitate to use it on the most delicate of skin. Even your baby. Just a moment. Let me show you. I'll give you a little demonstration here. Here, son. Son, uh, if you just help me a moment here, these horses will stand. Yeah, help a gentleman there, Cedric, whatever it is he wants you to do. Yes, just hold the axle up there, son, while I remove this wheel. Go and demonstrate something here. Now, you gentlemen have all been around wagons and buggies long enough to know that axle grease, axle grease, just ordinary axle grease, is perhaps the hardest thing to remove from cloth. Oh, yeah, there ain't nothing that'll take it out, nothing. Well, up. Up until now, Mr. Peabody, but you haven't seen the world's wonder soap demonstrated. No. Now we'll just lay this wheel right here, and I'll take this white silk handkerchief out of my pocket here. Yeah. And we'll rub the axle grease, all the axle grease possible, off the axle onto the handkerchief. Yeah, you're See just that? running a good handkerchief there. That's what you're doing. Yeah, that'll never come clean. No, no, you ought to use the old handkerchief for that, mister. All right, now, son, I'll, I'll slip the wheel back on there. I'll lift the buggy a little higher. Ah, yeah, there. Just run that handkerchief. I'll put the tap back on there before I forget it. Yeah, you about run a wheel off if you don't want to. 
All right, now, son, if you run in the store there and get me a little pan of water, I'll show you gentlemen what a wonder this wonder world's wonder soap really is. Now, just bring the wash pan, Cedric, with a little water in it. Now, Mr. Peabody, we can only sell one merchant in each city. One, huh? We give one merchant and only one the exclusive rights to handle our product. Uh-huh. Our company is spending millions of dollars advertising this soap, introducing it to the good people of this country. Well. I came to you first because I was told that you were a wide-awake merchant. And I see now that you're a man of intelligence and worthy of being our representative in this community. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> all right, son, just set the, set the pan down right on the porch. Yeah, just sit down there, Cedric. That's all right. Thank you. Yeah. Now, first we'll take a bar of World's Wonder Soap. Yeah. See how pretty and white it is? Yeah, that's pretty. We simply place the bar of soap in the water here and then work up a fluffy white lather. Well, see it. how nicely it lathers? Oh, it foams right well. Yeah. Now we'll place this handkerchief right in the pan. You see the handkerchief's almost completely covered with acid grease. Yeah. The hardest stain in the world to remove. Oh, it is, yeah. It only takes a moment to rub it clean. Hey, you ought to get a washboard, I'm fearing. No, that isn't necessary. Now, you see, we wring it out good and there you are, gentlemen. Every stain removed. Well, for the land, she's sure taking it all. Huh? Well, that's the beatingest thing i ever seen. No chemicals, no acid, no strong ingredients of any kind. A soap made strictly from vegetable compounds. I know that. How much does that soap sell for, Mr. Hayes? Uh, 25 cents a bar, Mr. Peabody. 25 cents. Hmm. Should ask 50, but you can sell it at 25 cents in a nice little profit. Uh-huh. And I believe I'll just try a bar of it. Well, I'm sorry, Uncle, but you'll have to buy it from Mr. Peabody here. He's our exclusive agent. Yeah, I might try a case of it. A case of it? Yes, sir. And I'm sorry, Mr. Peabody, but I can only take orders in 10-case lots. Runs $5 a case. That's $50 for the shipment. $25 in advance, of course, to show good faith. Yeah, well, I don't think I'd want that much, Mr. That's all right, Mr. Peabody. No harm done. I can go to the next store down here. I'm sure that gentleman would be glad of an opportunity to represent... Well, here, now, wait a minute now. I never said that I weren't going to take it. I just said that, uh, well, write it up. All right. Ten cases. Yeah. Now, let's see. What's the style of the firm here, Mr. Peabody? Style. Yes, what's the name of your oh, store? Oh, 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 jot them down, store. But I just think it how reckon I'll have to pay you out of my pocket. I don't think we got $25 in the cash store in there. See? Well, that's all right, Mr. Peabody. And then 10 is 20. And one, two, three. <laughs> Yonder comes four, Mr. Lund. <laughs> he ain't short yet. No, he'll be tickled to death. <laughs> all right, thank you, Mr. Peabody. That's all right, sir. Now, here's your receipt. Yes, sir. Well, I'm in a terribly big rush, gentlemen. I've got to cover the territory as fast as I can, of course. Yeah. Uh, just mail in your orders for the soap as you need it, and I'll take care of you personally, Mr. Peabody. Well, fine. I'll see you in about six months. All right. Much obliged to you. <laughs> I know that we'll sell all that soap in one day. <laughs> yes, sir, that's the beating of stuff I ever seen. In one day, it'll move the whole works out. Yeah, I'm going to get some of that quick as it comes in. Oh, so, yeah, we'll keep you in mind, Grandpa. Hey, Lama, i got something to tell you. Some good news for you. <laughs> Who was that fellow that just drove off there? Why, he's a soap drummer. A soap drummer? Yeah, that's what I want to tell you. Well, he might know something about soap, but he sure don't know nothing about a buggy, I'll tell him that. About a buggy? Yeah, he must be crazy. I seen him down the road a while ago, just before he come over here to the store. He taken a hind wheel off the buggy and washed all the axle grease off the axle and then rubbed black tar soap all over. Just common old black tar soap trying to use soap for axle grease. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. <laughs> The money in the store business is made in the buying, not the selling. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have trouble in getting to sleep at night, here's a suggestion. When bedtime comes tonight, just mix some Horlicks malted milk with hot water. It is not necessary to add milk unless desired. Then, take a cup of this delicious, satisfying hot food drink just before you get into bed. The light, easily digested nourishment will soothe your nerves. It will relax you. You will sink into a deep, peaceful sleep. 
while you slumber, Horlicks will be helping your body to build up those worn-down tissues. So when you wake up tomorrow morning, you'll feel fresher. You'll feel more like making tomorrow a better day. Try Horlicks tonight. This is Carlton Brickert speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlicks, who now bid you all good night and good health. Ladies, do you want to get back those facial curves of your youth? Well, Professor Max Chin Reducer and Beautifier is just what the doctor ordered. Simply place that all-leather headgear on your head, snug the buckle up tightly over your forehead and under your chin. Grasp the two cords that hang down from the headgear, alternate pulling down on the right and then the left cord, and repeat. Yes, ladies, pull the cords on Professor Max Chin Reducer and Beautifier, and you will soon see and feel that the flesh on your face, chin, and neck will once again have that resiliency and freshness of youth. Professor Max Chin Reducer and Beautifier will prevent double chins. Not only that, but if you already have a double chin, it will melt it away. And as a bonus, it even reduces enlarged glands. So order your very own Curves of Youth Chin Reducer and Beautifier from Professor Mac and pull the cords to a youthful-looking face. Howdy, everybody. Here we are all ready to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner, brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Well, folks, here's another weekend caught up with us again. Don't they roll around, though. How many of you radio listeners, by the way, are planning parties this weekend at your home? Quite a few of you, I'm sure. And I'll bet a lot of you are wondering what to serve for refreshment. If that's the case, here's a tip I found out about, and it's very useful. Serve Horlicks malted milk or Horlicks and sandwiches. How's that for a suggestion? All right? That's something different, something your guests will appreciate instead of the usual tea or coffee. And no trouble at all to prepare, either. Just add water to Horlicks malted milk powder, mix, and it's ready for serving. You don't have to add milk or flavoring unless you wish to. Just use sufficient of the powder and mix thoroughly. And that's not all. Besides being a delicious and welcome change at your party, Horlicks is energy-giving, too, as you probably know, sustaining enough to keep the party going in full swing. It won't interfere with the bridge game. It won't leave your guests feeling heavy, as a rich and elaborate supper so often does. And besides, elaborate meals are expensive and hard to prepare. Try out this simple Horlicks malted milk party suggestion tomorrow, or the next time you have friends at your home. If you don't already have a package on hand, you can get it at your druggist in either natural or chocolate flavor. And now, just a word about the flashlight, which Lum and Abner offered to send to listeners. Frankly, folks, we didn't know we had so many friends. And the number of requests for flashlights was so great that they cannot be made fast enough to send out promptly. But, of course, everybody who ordered one will get his flashlight, not right away, but just as soon as is humanly possible. We know that you'll bear with us in this matter. And when you finally do get your flashlight, we know that you'll be delighted with it. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. Well, Abner has done some very foolish things since he's been elevated to the office of president of the Jotham Down store. But yesterday, he kept the climax by buying ten cases of soap from a traveling salesman and paying $25 in advance on the order. <laughs> As we look in on Pine Ridge today, we find Lum and Abner down at the store. 
Evidently, Lum doesn't approve of Abner's recent investment. Listen. You're very idle. It's much soap as we've got on hand here, and you pitch in and buy ten more cases. Yeah, but we ain't got nothing like that world wonder. That's the outdoing stuff I ever seen in a way of soap. Wouldn't surprise me none if that fella don't just put that $25 in his pockets and we never will get no soap at all. Well, now, they better send it. I'll make them send us that $25 back. I got a receipt from it. Oh, you did? Why, of course I did. You don't think I'd just turn that money over to him without even giving me some kind of a showing for it, do you? Well, I didn't know. Anybody that's loose enough to buy something like that from somebody they never heard of before, I'd might not believe anything about it. Yeah, well, I got the receipt right here in my pocket. That's just the trouble. You don't give me credit for knowing how to run this business. Let's see the receipt. You better put it up before you lose it. Well, let's see. Where did I put that thing? I might not bet I put it here in my hip pocket with my watch here. For goodness sake. <laughs> You've got more junk there in your pocket than some ten-year-old young. <laughs> you ought to get some marbles and tops to make that. Yeah, here it, here it. <laughs> yeah, I know what I had it here. Yeah. Your account is past due. Please send up. No, wait a minute. That ain't it. That ain't it. That's something else here. Yeah, yeah, that must be it right here. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Here Let's it. see. Uh, received of Mr. Peabody, $25. Yeah, I made him give me that. <laughs> Well, yeah, but there ain't no name signed to it. Huh? He'd give you a receipt, all right, but he never signed no name to it. That ain't worth the paper it's wrote on. Well, I'll be that blind. Yeah, that's fine business, Abner. Give a perfect stranger $25 and not even notice where he signed his name to the receipt or not. Yeah, well, I'll just write the company and ask them who their drummer is down this territory. I'll find out his name all right that way. Make him dig up for soap or the money one and get that drummer there in a batch of trouble. That's what I'll do. Say so you're going to write the company? Yes, sir. Right this evening, I'm going to write him. I know that he can't put nothing like that over on me. Uh, whereabouts is the company located? Huh? Uh, where's the company at? What town are they in? Oh, why, they're... Well, I, I don't recollect hearing him say it. I reckon it's on that receipt there, though, ain't it? Hmm, ain't nothing on here except received a Mr. Peabody $25. That fellow just beat you out of that money, Abner. That's what he done. Well, I do know. That's all that's on there, ain't it? Well, sure. I figured the whole thing was a fake when I first heard about it. Oh, no, no, I don't think it was a fake, Rom. You'd have bought that soap yourself. You'd have saw that demon face that he put on. Taking a wheel off in the buggy and wiped the axle off with that white silk handkerchief. Got axle grease all over it. And he just taken a little pan of water and some of that wonder soap and washed it out just as clean as it was to start with. Yeah, I told you, Abner, that weren't actual grease on there, though. That was black tar soap. I seen him just before he come over here, stopped and taking the wheel off the buggy and washed the axle off good and then, then rubbed black tar soap on there. Natural, when he smeared that tar soap on the handkerchief, it, it washed right out quick as he put it in that pan of water. Well, it looked like actual grease to me. Well, I sure he did. That's just what he aimed for it to look like. Now, Bound, you just go from town to town pulling that same stunt. Hey, well, I wasn't the only one that got fooled. Grandpappy Spears and Cedric stood right out there in front and seen that demon straight, and they both wanted to buy some of it. Oh, yeah, Grandpappy stood me up and down, it wasn't no fake. Even after me telling him I seen the drummer putting the tar soap on the axle with my own eyes, he still wouldn't believe me. I know, he was over at the place last night, want me to let him have part of the territory on it. Part of the territory? Yeah, well, I uh, see that uh, that fellow, he'd give me the exclusive rights for this whole territory. Yeah, if he'd give you something for that $25, you'd have been a heap better off, though. <laughs> mm, so I'm just a good notion to let old grandpap have a half inch on I believe I can get $25 out of him, Mom, get her money back. No, you don't. No, no, Abner, that ain't right. You ain't going to take advantage of grandpap. No, sir. You made your bed, now you'll just have to lay in. Well, now, if he wants to. 
Huh? I said you made your bed, now you can get laying. Well, what's me laying up in bed got to do with this soap deal? Never said nothing about you laying up in bed. I said you made your bed, now... I you... never made my bed, though. Elizabeth always makes up the bed door at our place. Uh, that ain't the kind of bed I'm talking about. Well, that's the only kind of bed we got, Mom, except the folding bed down the parlor, and we ain't use that, and I don't know oh, why. For goodness sake, Abner, you can't get nothing straight in your head. Well, you mean just because that feller maybe beat me out of $25 an hour to go to bed for a while? No, I ain't talking about you going to bed. I just using that old lettered saying, you made your bed, now you've got to lay in it. Well, I just won't do it. I won't do it. I ain't got no use for a fella that'll lay around in bed all day. I told you that ain't the kind of bed I'm talking about, though. You ain't talking about flower beds, I ain't. No, of course I ain't. Well, we got some flower beds out there in the yard, but no, Elizabeth won't even let the dog lay in there much later. If you don't shut up, I'm going to fix you to where you'll have to lay in bed. Now, just heck up about it. You're the finest fella on the body's patience I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah you're just mad because I won't do what you want me to. Think I'm going to lay around in bed all the time just because you said... Wait, 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 there's some square skin. Let me get out of here. I don't even want to talk to oh, you. Oh, for goodness sake. Reckon what he won't know. I don't know, but if he tries to say anything, don't even listen to it. No, I just stuck my hands in my ear. Oh, I couldn't hear nothing, and I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't know what he's well, talking about. I'll be about. back after a while, Abner. Well, good afternoon, Mom. Oh, good afternoon. Hey, Squire. Hey, you're not leaving all your long. Yeah, I think I've got some business to attend to, Squire. Abner's in the store there. He'll wait on me. Oh, yes, yes. Hello, Abner. Hello. You're the very one I want to see. Eh, uh, howdy, Squire. What can I do for you? Well, I want to have a little talk with you, Abner. Yeah, sit down, sit down. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what I come over to see you about, Abner, uh, Grandpappy Spears was telling me that uh, you bought some soap down here yesterday. Uh, World Wonder Soap, I believe he called it. Uh, said it had anything beat that he'd ever seen. Yeah, well, Grandpappy was down here when that fellow Demon stayed to tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was telling me about it. Uh, said the fellow took a white handkerchief out of his pocket and... Uh, Smeared axle grease all over it, and then took that soap and washed the stains right out of it. Well, uh, he claimed it was axle grease. Now, I understand that you've got the exclusive rights for this territory, Abner. Well, uh, he told me I did. I reckon I have. Well, now, Abner, I was just sitting over at the place thinking a while ago, uh, you and Rum has got this store here, and that occupies all your time. I'm uh, sort of looking around myself for some kind of a little business to get into now. The real estate game ain't very lively right now. I was just thinking that maybe if I offered you a little profit on the deal, that you might be willing to turn that uh, agency, the uh, exclusive rights on that soap, over to me. No, I reckon not, Squire. Better not tell it to nobody, reckon. It might not turn out so well, and they'd want to hold me responsible. Well, now, I'll never hold you responsible, Abner, if I come over here and bought it with my own free will and accord. Yeah, but now, that, that soap might not be no count tall, Squire. Well, I'm willing to take them chances, Abner, after what Grandpappy said. I believe I can take the agency for that soap and make a good living out of it. Well, I don't know. I've got my doubts about it. Well, now, before I left the office over there, uh, I sort of drawed up a little agreement here, Abner. Uh, you might look it over anyway, now. Ain't a thing in it that'll bind you in any way. Says that to whom it may concern. Oh, one of them things, huh? For the sum of fifty dollars cash, I do hereby agree to turn over to M.K. Skim the exclusive rights on the World Wonder Soap for the Pine Ridge Territory. Sign. Then you can sign your name right down there. 
Did I understand you to say $50? Well, now, yes, but now that's just a figure that I sent down there, Abner. Uh, how does $75 sound to you? 75 Well, I'll tell you what I'll do, Abner. I'll make that an even $100, but now that's just as hard I'm going to go. Well, now, Squire, if you're just bound and determined to buy that, I'm going to let you have it. Give me a hundred dollars. I don't get out sign that. But I'm telling you right now, Squire, you're going to have to start making your own beds if you lay in them. <laughs> and to think there are some who've been criticizing the business ability of the new president. <laughs> and now, let's go on over to the Barclay home. The young Barclay son in the air is making this dinner far from peaceful. Well, can you beat that, Alice? Yes, he's gone. Why, he just stomped away from dinner and right up those stairs. Mm, I sort of like it. That's the spirit that'll make him a great man. You have to get angry once in a while to be great. Hi, Alice, you shouldn't fuss at him so to make him eat when he says he isn't hungry. But just look at that plate, hardly touched. Oh, don't worry about it. He just left his dinner, so he'll be sure to be hungry for breakfast. John, you know Ralph needs that food to grow. Well, if he needs it, he'll come and get it. Say, does Ralph eat anything between meals? Why, he does when he's hungry. This afternoon he had some cookies. Then I remember I gave him a dime. Of course, of course he may have gotten some candy. Gosh, Alice, you can't fill up even a ten-gallon boy like Ralph twice in three hours. You ought to make him leave out the eating between meals for the good of his stomach. But he was genuinely hungry this afternoon. He plunges into everything so hard. He needs to eat in the middle of the afternoon to get more energy. Say, I know something that'll shoot him full of energy. One of the fellows down at the office passed him around several afternoons. Not candy. Oh, no. Horlick's malted milk tablets. Horlick's? Why, we fed Horlick's powder to Ralph when he was a baby. Sure. And Horlick's tablets would be just as easy for his stomach to handle now. They satisfy hunger. And because they digest so easily, they actually help the appetite. I see. Well, that's an idea. I'll give that boy some Horlick's tablets tomorrow. Have your children take Horlick's malted milk tablets with them to school. Carry some yourself. When those dull times come in the day when your pet is exhausted, dissolve a couple in your mouth. You'll feel the difference right away because the nourishment of all the rich, full cream milk in Horlick's turns into quick energy. You can get Horlick's malted milk tablets in handy trial class for 10 cents or in larger sizes if desired. This is Carlton Bricker speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlick, who bid you all good night and good health.